When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Well, well, well. So a week ago, Sarah and I sat down to do our normal weekly episode, which is here today. And one of the things that came out was the, you know, recent Andy Cohn, NeNe leaks. They were exchanging really nasty tweets and NeNe came really hard at Bravo with like a nasty statement. Well, this didn't age well because here we are seven weeks later and the whole lawsuit is thrown out. Now, Sarah and I are going to discuss the fact that the lawsuit is thrown out. You know, being a lawyer, which is not something I brag about, even though I seem to mention it a lot these days. I mean, trust me, there's nothing to brag about being a lawyer. Um, for all you lawyers out there, are you enjoying your job today? Maybe you are. But anyway... This was recorded last week before the lawsuit was thrown out when Nene and Andy kind of went at it. You know, and I I wonder, and Sarah and I are going to give an update to this next week, you know, but I'm starting to think that this was all a ploy, that Nene hit hard, you know, in the public eye with these tweets to really just kind of put a stop to this whole thing. I don't know whether, you know, there's a lot of talk, did she get money and all this. I have a lot of thoughts on all of this, which... I'm going to get to next week. But this little chat uh, where we begin, where we talk about Andy and Nini, was recorded prior to the lawsuit being dismissed um, without prejudice. So listen to that. It's only a week ago. Has this aged well? And then, of course, we talk about everything else that you guys want to talk about. And that is really it. So enjoy this chat. And Sarah and I have done so many chats that I cannot get them out fast enough. But we really are now going to be up to after this week, like only a few days behind. So everything is going to start being very, very current. Although in this Bravo world, things change by the minute. So enjoy this chat. We talk about a lot more than just Andy and Nini. Um, I don't know. After next week, I'm putting a rest to this lawsuit being dismissed. I don't really think we need to talk about Andy and Nini for a while. 
So enjoy. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. We were just talking for 20 minutes before we even started this episode because we have so much to catch up on. This is Sarah Frazier. Yay, David. I love it. And, and you were just sending me, so I'm somewhat distracted, but also reading. Um, update an update about Nene Leaks, right? Well, this was just tweeted, like basically, you know, it's 19 minutes oh. ago that she tweeted this. So it'll be a week later. I'm happy and I was able to help all the other black women get job opportunities that are working for Bravo. He, and it's a picture of her and Andy, he stopped me from working because I was a threat to his career. Yet he was able to abuse me for years. I want to release these voice recordings <gasps> so bad. I mean, I was Andy used Andy used you until he wanted to kick you to the oh, so someone was this is what got her riled up. Andy used you until he wanted to kick you to the curb and then slander you so you couldn't obtain it. It's so disappointing and it's definitely different than how he treats other housewives. He disagrees with us. And before you say, is it about Nini retweeted this? So yeah, yeah. So I mean, Nini's like, look, I mean, everyone always thinks I'm like so. Well, both of us are so racist and we're against Nini. Like I'm not. I mean, I. I, I believe a lot of this, you know, I don't believe all the different claims specifically, but I think everybody's used it abused and kicked out. And I think Andy, we talked about this recently with Candace and Rena. he has his hierarchy. Yes. He has his favorites. I mean, yeah, you know, they, they have an extension until I, it's coming up like August 28th or something that Bravo Andy, Nini are trying to settle out of court this whole thing. Do you, I wonder if they're getting close or not. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it seems very, and you know, I mean, her lawyer has to be telling her, don't even respond to people. Don't they always tell you that when you're in a litigation or you're like being sued or whatever, like don't respond, don't respond. But yet she seems to be, I mean, she lets a lot out, I think on her social media of clearly how she feels about Andy and how she was treated. She does. I mean, I was talking to a Bravo celebrity who I really can't mention, and it came up over the weekend, and she was like, you know, I bet you Bravo won't. Look, they're not, if they settle, it's going to have to be some statement of like, we don't admit any guilt or right. any. So, you know, they're never going to settle unless it's some statement of like, we, you know, are very against race. And so this Bravo celebrity was like, I don't think Bravo is going to settle unless there could be some statement. And like, Listen, this is Nene Leakes. Like, have you watched Real Housewives of Atlanta? Like, Nene don't play. This really, I mean, I'm a lawyer and I will stand by that 99.9% of cases never, ever, ever go to court. They just don't. Yeah, they don't. Look at Jen Shaw. Hello. I mean, but I don't know. Nene don't play. You know what I mean? And if Mm. Nene, it seems to me, Nene just really thinks she's wrong. And by the way, Nini has nothing to lose. Like you don't take this back. There's no like backsies. It's out there that you sued Bravo. Like I don't, whether she wins or not, you know, it's like whether she can work at other networks. And I know like Monique sued Netflix and I'm not saying she can't. I'm just saying like, I don't think it's as easy. Please look at Rose McGowan, the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. Like she's got a black letter next to her name. Like I just think with Nini, you have like a woman, it's kind of like Erica Jane's tagline. A woman or man or anything. So when you, a human being that has nothing to lose is a very dangerous person. But I mean, you know what's crazy about Monique and Nini has hired the lawyer that did the, um, you know, the litigation and negotiation with Netflix over Monique suing them for such a low ball number, right? 
Monique is getting ready to release her special on Netflix. So she sued them. And I mean, probably that was part of, maybe that was part of the whole settlement is that she, but like they do, you know, people I think are beginning to work. I think they're suing and beginning to work again. Don't you to some extent, or do you think, you know, I don't know. Maybe, you know, Claudia Jordan, if you dig into her background, I think she said it on my podcast, like Claudia Jordan has sued like everybody. Like, and she's working. She's she's got a career over here, Miss Claudia Jordan. So listen, that's how it should be, right? I mean. Yeah, if you're truly wronged, yeah, you should be able to sue and continue to work. Yeah, 100%. Because we all know, I'm sure you have, I know you have, we've all worked for major companies and corporations and we know the shit that they do to, I mean, yeah, you know, I've worked for some really good people and then I've worked for some people that, and there was even, I mean, there was a situation with radio when I was on the morning show. I mean, in hindsight, I probably should have sued as well, you know, for like the just absolute horrific work conditions that were tolerated, you know, of my co-host throwing staplers at us and throwing, you know, trash cans and kicking things and breaking glass. I mean, yeah, like that was well-documented within the company. Like everybody knew, but I, at the time was younger. I thought, you know, I'm never going to work again if I sue them. So just move on. But I don't know. I think Nini, I mean, the guy that uh, David uh, DeRubio, I think, or something is his name that, that was Monique's attorney. I mean, He's a pretty big deal. So he must feel like there's really something there. I think it's just going to be so interesting. And I think we have to watch this, but you know, good for her for not backing down. And I, I don't even think I knew that that was truly Monique's lawyer. So Nene's Nene don't play. Nene don't play. And I mean, wouldn't that be wild if she wins and then ends up with her own show on Bravo? (laughs) Be like, okay, that'd be true trailblazing for women. That's like, well, for her. So same. That would be true trailblazing for women. And A, nothing shocks me anymore. You know, I mean, because before this, I mean, I ran after I was a lawyer, I ran HR. I was in running oh, HR and recruiting. Is- so I, this is why I'm so dissensitive. Like I've, I mean, I've heard everything. I mean, I've, I mean, I worked at a company once where someone, you know, was in the office. She had, a, she was a junior. She was in the office late with the big, big wig. And she said, you know, claim sexual harassment. And she's like, I'm never stepping foot back in this office again. And I'm going to work it. I'll just be at home and you're going to pay me. You'll pay me. I mean, she's so people sue for the craziest thing. Yeah. It's, we settled. Yeah. We like, how much money do you want? So really to your point, I agree. I've had some situations in my past where I'm like, you're a lawyer. You're disgusting, David. You're a fucking idiot. Cause I should have sued a lot more than I did in my lifetime too. Yeah. So look, and a lot of times, like you're saying, the company they will settle. They don't want to go to court. Now, this is a different situation. I think to your, there's a lot on the line here for both parties. And I think you know because Bravo has faced a lot of racial, um, you know, racist kind of allegations over the years. I think they're very like they really want that reputation to be maintained. That they support women, all women of color. You know what I'm saying? Like. So I think there was like a lot more on the line to your point. I think they're probably really negotiating over the language and see Nini probably wants them to admit that they were racially insensitive or racist. And that is not happening. I'm telling you that will be a sticking point. Girl, take the money, get your coins, deposit that shit and just move on and just chalk it up to, I mean, did, did Netflix make a statement against Monique? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I don't, I don't think they've ever said anything publicly. Uh, I, um, I think the only thing 
Uh, I'd have to really like do a deep dive. As far as I remember, and our our listeners are much more savvy, I don't think they ever did make a statement. A lot of other bloggers and people, Monique would go on their shows and people would say to Monique, well, what have you done? You haven't been popular, you know, in 10 years. And she'd be like, it doesn't matter. My career is X. I've done all these things. I'm Oscar nominated. She might even have won the Oscar anyway. And did she, she might've, and then look, she also credits that for like stalling her career or whatever, that she wouldn't politic. I mean, for Lee Daniels, when she was in precious, she's like, I'm nominated. Listen, I listen, uh, you know, I, I love someone who speaks out and doesn't care. Yeah. About that. You know, Monique was like, I deserve to win on my performance. I mean, I'm not politicking. I'm not going to parties to, to win a fucking Oscar. I don't want to hang out with these fucking people. I feel the same. I mean, listen, I am not that arrogant that I am now comparing myself to Nene Leakes and Monique. I'm the same way. I say this all the time. You want to come on my podcast or you don't. I don't really want to come to your party. I don't really want to be friends with all these housewives. You know, again, the natural organic one's great. I don't really want to sit around and kiss ass and it's it's thirsty. And I am just, I really will say this. I don't care if you are rich, poor, tall, short, fat, thin. I don't care anything about you. I want you to be authentic. That is what I want. You know, everyone always asks me like how I deal with the internet trolls, like all the listeners who have something to say about the housewives and leave negative comments all day on Instagram. Listen, I have to tell you, I'm really serious when I say that the comments don't bother me at all. And the only reason why is because I've worked on my mental health. I mean, Mental and physical health, there's really nothing more important because when you work on yourself and you have that clear mind, nothing can bother you. You're comfortable. You're happy inside. And the long-term effects of therapy and working on your mental health really can help strengthen your relationships and give you a more positive outlook on life. And for my mental health, I've turned to Talkspace because listen, first of all, it's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy, but really I love that I can reach out to my therapist and get my therapy and work on myself from anywhere in the world. You don't have to wait for an appointment or go into an office. And their licensed therapists are trained to handle just a variety of specialties. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use code VELVET to get $100 off your first month. That's VELVET and Talkspace.com. I am so turned off by fucking thirst. As a human being, I don't want it anymore in my life. I'm not living that life. And so... I applaud all these people that are just like, I don't care how big you are or what you are. I have a problem with you. I love it. Um, I was just reading about Monique. You know, Monique said Netflix offered her 500,000 in 2018 for a comedy special, but refused to negotiate after she felt the offer was low. In 2019, the Oscar-winning actress sued Netflix and accused the streamer of systemically underpaying black women, pointing out multi-million dollar deals the company reportedly gave to Chris Rock, Ellen DeGeneres, Dave Chappelle, and Ricky Gervais. Uh, I had a choice to make, Monique said in an Instagram post at the time. I could accept what I felt was my pay discrimination, or I could stand up for those who came before me and those who will come after me, and I chose to stand up. Um, Now, Netflix did respond in a statement, quote, we care deeply about inclusion, equity and diversity and take any accusations of discrimination very seriously. Netflix said, we believe our opening offer to Monique was fair, which is why we will be fighting this lawsuit. 
In June, it was revealed that the two sides had settled the suit, jointly asked a L.A. federal court to dismiss the case. Terms of the settlement were not disclosed, but Monique's lawyer uh, told The Hollywood Reporter the issue was amicably resolved. And now she has a Netflix special coming out, but there's no release date. Look, you go, Monique. Go, Monique. I mean, meanwhile. Okay, moving on. Are you up on your Beverly Hills? What are you thinking about what's going on in the past oh. week, two weeks, three weeks of RHO? I feel like we haven't spoken about RHOBH in a long time. We haven't. And I have a bazillion thoughts. First of all, is it me or I would be curious for people to message us, but I'm not impressed with the fashion this season. Maybe it was because they were in covid um, I, I just, you know, I know Dorit had this horrific break in. She seems very subdued. And, you know, I'm sure that's probably on purpose. There's not a lot of labels. It seems like she recently showed up to see Kyle in these. I don't even know. I mean, kind of like dressed up sweatpants. It just very like. I don't know. I I really felt like they used to serve so many more looks. Of course, Erica, I mean, poor Erica. She comes to the wine tasting at Rena's in this horrible painter's outfit in, you know, in a Pepto-Bismol pink, you know, and it's just like, oh, you know, she used to be, oh my God, fashion, dollar bills in the hair. It's, the fashion is so bad. You know, Sutton, I adore, but she is that old school Southern belle. I mean, she looks like she reeks of an old, you know, closet or an attic that hasn't been like opened in your, you know, it's just the, 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 the bows and all this shit. It's like, girl, ugh. I also I'm personally, not the fashion. I'm not. I also, you're not, you're not, I'm not impressed. Like, I don't know. understand the houses. Like Sutton has all this money. You could have bought any house to me. That's not my style of a house. It's too, I see why she liked it, but then she tears it down. She fixes it up. It's not really, you know, the best house. I mean, I know Andy Cohen has said the best house ever on any Bravo thing was, is the one that was just sold from Nicole Martin in Miami. I love like a Lisa Hochstein house. I love Alexia. Rumor is Alexia and her husband rent that thing just for the show and they don't really own it. Um, I liked, I, I like Villa Rosa. I, I like Villa. I like Lisa Vanderpump's, you know, estate. Um, Kyle's even, is one of my favorite. I yes, love Kyle's. Kyle's. It's like, at first I didn't, it was too old school for me, but inside, like, I like what she did. So I'm liking it. Um, it's a good season of Beverly Hills. Is anything really happening? I mean, thank God we have 10 girls. I mean, everyone's sitting out for COVID, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a great season. I I feel like Sutton is so good. Sutton is just what they needed because even Rena said it this past episode on RHOBH. You know, Sutton gets under their skin and it's so good because nobody had done maybe LVP, but LVP for whatever reason didn't really want to, like didn't have the courage to show. I don't want to use the word courage because I'm sure there was like a lot of other things, but she just like bowed out. But nobody has gotten under their skin like Sutton, and it's great. And, you know, Sutton's another one, like Jizzy Jizz, like our Giselle. I love Jizzy Jizz. Where they tell Sutton to their face, they're like, shut the fuck up, get the fuck out of here. And Sutton just sits there, and she's just like, my, my, my. Like, it's just so good. Like, she just, like, she's not deterred at all. And I think they are so rattled. They are so rattled. And it's just the perfect mix. It's the I- Perfect mix. I have to say, okay, I I agree. I think that Sutton is such a good addition. I think she's such a good addition. I think that she is authentic and I think she doesn't, try to stir it up. I mean, she does, but it's, it's, it's organic. Like when she's 
asking about Erica and same thing with Garcelle. I mean, both of them, it's just, she's just like, I just don't understand. Like Sutton's not sitting home like a Rinna or a Kyle and saying like, hmm, how am I going to, what's going to happen today at filming? And how am I going to, how are we going to make a good show today? I really think Sutton just shows up. She's in her own world. And listen, I'm kind of the same way. If you tell me to fuck off to my face, I fucking love it. I love it. <laughs> well, Sutton does too. And it's just, I don't know, Denise, like, I, I, I don't even miss Denise, you know, and I really liked it. I enjoyed Denise, but I don't even miss like Denise. I, I just feel like Sutton came in and it's like, we didn't know who Sutton was. We didn't know anything about Sutton. She's never been famous on a TV show. And she's just the perfect mix because that wine tasting at Rena's, I mean, first of all, too, I love Rena because Rena saves her coins. Rena, I think, knows the part. She gets some designer items for the, the show, but she doesn't go over the top. And here we are, right? Kyle, you know, is blowing in fake snow in December and Dorito is doing all these over-the-top events. Rena, for her own wine tasting launching, it, you know, brings out the leaf blower, blows off some leaves from her backyard, put lines up a few, like, you know, wine glasses out on her table, brings the two people that she's co-partnered with, and that is fucking it, and is serving them pizzas. Um, Harry's homemade pizzas, which, I mean, is, is lovely, but it's like, I love Rena. Rena is so smart. Rena is like, I'm not spending $35,000 for an event for um, lunch. Fuck that. I am. This is. Marge. She's just so smart. But I think Rena is really rattled by Sutton. I was going to say, as you freeze on me. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, first of all, we talk about Bethany. We talk about Countess Cabaret. Add Lisa Rinna to the list. This this Rinna lip shit. That's this is real. This is an actual real. This is a business. This isn't you know. And I'm not trying to cause any shade to like Robin and her hats or Ramona Pina Grigio. But like Rinna's now got a real product. Like Countess Cabaret is a real fucking thing. It sells out. Yes. Like yeah. Rinna, this, I mean, I listen, I don't know how Rinna Rita's are going to do. I don't know how Rinna Rosé is going to do, but the lip kit, it's real. I mean, in what, like the most famous person in the history for their fucking lips is Lisa Rinna. It's a comp- I mean, duh, yeah. this is brilliant. And then you have, wait, two 20 something like influencers that are more popular than you and dad will ever be. And now they're in on the action and there's one named after Delilah and there's it's, and there's like, it's brilliant. It's, it's just, brilliant. Yeah. she has they're a real great. thing. And she was on Kelly and uh, she was on Kelly and Ryan and Kelly's like, no bullshit. Like I'm not bullshitting you. This is actually, I use every product of yours. I mean, look, I know people that are housewives and stuff that have got it. Her team sends this shit out for free to everybody. It's out there to every celeb. Brilliant. I mean, as, as you should, Brilliant. right? Brilliant. Brilliant. Now, um, it's, it's a good, listen, if like I were on Housewives, I would be a cross between like Sutton, I think, and like a Ramona. I would just be like, it seems like you're mad at me. Like you would be screaming at me and telling me to go fuck myself. And I'd be like, seems like you're having a bad day or mad. Like, I, I, I don't get mad. You could tell me to fuck off. I don't care. Like, just... I actually enjoy it. Just please tell me to fuck off. I'd rather that than some bullshit of like, you're smiling to my face and you have a problem. Like you have a problem with me. Why didn't you fucking tell me five days ago? Oh my God. I have to tell you guys, the envelope is back with more podcast episodes from the LA times. And listen, 
I'm so excited. Now you can hear Emmy-nominated actors and directors ahead of the big night. And you guys know I love the Grammys. I love, listen, I love it all. I love the Oscars. I love every award show, which is one of the reasons why I love listening to The Envelope. But nothing is better for me than the Emmys. TV is everything. September 12th is the big night for the Emmys. And now you can head to The Envelope and you can listen to these actors and directors ahead of the big night. So listen, some of their upcoming guests include Bill Hader, Melanie Linsky, and Coleman Domingo from Euphoria. These guys at The Envelope that are doing these interviews, they're from the LA Times. So, you know, if you think I know what I'm doing, these guys are professionals. You can download and listen to The Envelope from the LA Times wherever you get your podcasts. Catch up now because, hey, September 12th and the Emmys are just only a few weeks away. That's right. The Envelope is back with more podcast episodes from the LA Times. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. No, I I was just saying it's so good. The last couple of episodes have been so good. Um, You know, of course we were subjected to, you know, he's a good singer, but um, oh my God, who's the new one? You know, Diana, Diana's boyfriend. Is it Asher that, you know, so Asher, of course, like had to do a big singing performance or whatever um, at the holiday party that she had. So we had to listen to that. And then, then, you know, Erica was drunk. So she started like singing along with him and they were all mortified and embarrassed. I mean, it was really good too. You know, she did Erica being drunk and then trying to explain to Kathy why she wasn't at Paris's wedding. You could tell Kathy was like, very, you know, Kathy's never going to say anybody's like trashy, but you know, Kathy was over it. You know, it was, it was, it's just really good. It's such a great season. Kathy was over it. Look, we still have, speaking of Kathy, we still have the big thing coming off where all the slurs come out, but Kathy just did an interview where she first addressed the whole Kyle thing of like, you know, look, I don't really think Kyle's quitting guys, you know, because Kyle has said, maybe this is the end. Kathy just spoke out and said, look, it's a lot. Like you film a whole season, then you have to do promotion, then you wrap, then you have the reunion, then you have to go to BravoCon. She did throw BravoCon in there. And then it wraps and three days later, you're filming again, you know, which is true. I mean, there have been some, some gaps. We had a Potomac gap, we've had other gaps, but it starts right away. So she's like, look, Kyle has been through a lot. She's been doing this forever. She's like, I don't think she's quitting. Not really that like newsflash, but she did say, you know, look, let me answer your question. Everyone always asks, do I want to be full-time? Listen, not really. No, no, thanks. That's yeah. what she says. And and you have to, unlike all these other desperate women, you have to believe Kathy just, I mean, listen, I don't know why Kathy would want to be a part of any of this anymore after this season. I don't even know why she'd want to be back in any capacity personally. Oh my God. And I adore Kathy. I mean, I just, I like, I aspire to have Kathy Hilton problems. Like when she invites Kyle over for lunch and she's like, Oh, do you want to order now from the staff? And then Kathy's just like, so it's, she's just like, Kyle, Kyle, what are you doing these days for staff? I can't get any help. You know, it's just like, ah, I mean, who, and then she like pushes open this baked potato and loads it with caviar. It's just like, ah. And Kyle is like, what? Speaking of Beverly Hills Housewives, this past weekend, we had a visit in the Hamptons from the one, the only, Lisa LVP Vanderpump. Yay, LVP. So um, I did a minute with LVP this past weekend. Did you see her? 
Yeah, listen. I mean, I had house guests staying. She was doing. She she goes. She does her her bottle signings, and I was like, one of my friends is like, "Are we going to this?" And I'm like, first of all, this thing was not publicized at all. I've been to her bottle signings in the past. They're like eight thousand people, and I'm like, here I am saying I don't like going to things like this, and I really truly do not. But it was like a Saturday morning. It started at like eleven thirty. One of my house guests was like literally on the floor, curled up in a ball in tears. And I'm like, okay, settle down, settle down. I will go. It's not, I will go. It's fine. <laughs> like, it's not that big a deal, you know? So it was not publicized. There was not, there was like, I mean, I was like, okay, this isn't horrible. There was like nobody there. Wow. And I mean, I'm not, that's not a diss. The place was like, and so Lisa was like early, like, I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. We're going to be out of here in like 10 minutes. So Lisa's one of those people, you know, like I was saying before it started, like, you know, when I do my live show, we're going to play a game, loves me, hates me, or doesn't know I'm alive. We're going to play that game live. When I do my show on September 13th with Kim D buy tickets at city winery and Lisa, I would have put in the doesn't know I'm alive category, but now listen, I explained because it was, there was nobody there. I would, I, for all the times I've run into LVP, I've never, I think I've talked to LVP for about 20 minutes at this thing, one-on-one. And then I talked to Ken for like an hour. He wouldn't shut up. Love you, Ken. But so I even explained what I do for a living and like, listen, at one point when she really got it, because I said, you know, like that podcast, well, like last week, remember Sheree Zampino told Kyle to sit down? Oh, the light bulb went off for Lisa. She's like, Ah! oh, that's you. So then when she got this, she was like, oh my God. Like everything we just talked about isn't going to be on your podcast. Cause I mean, we were talking, we were talking about like a lot about like, the show and about and her like, and about everyone. And then like my friend I was with was like videoing us. I didn't, I, I didn't know what was going. I was like, why are you video? And then Lisa was like, what, what is this? Like, I'm like, no, like this friend isn't, doesn't understand how any of this works and podcasts and social, like this friend of mine is not on social media at all. I'm like, no, 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 this isn't like, like Lisa thought there was, my friend was videoing us to like me to say like, Hey TMZ, look what Lisa said about Kyle. Uh, And I'm like, listen, I, I don't do dirty. I don't do dirty. You have nothing to worry about. I mean, then I was like, you know, Lala loves me. We have a great relationship. She's been on twice and it's like Lisa was like getting to, I was like, do you want me to like book you right now? Like, where do you oh. want this? It just, it didn't look. I mean, then I said to my team here, like, get off your asses. I'm paying you every fucking month. Here's all the information. This is how you get like reach, make this happen with Lisa. I don't know if it's going to yeah. happen, but what else can I, you know, listen, I mean, of course. I love it. Do you think she had anything good to say about, you know, I'm not going to read it, but like, of course she doesn't really have anything good to say about the, yeah, the women I mean, the and usual suspects there. Yes. Yeah. You know, she said, look, she said, it's going to be, I mean, what is she going to say? She's like, it's going to be a great season of VPR. I said, I think it's the best show on Bravo. I mean, what am I supposed to say? And, you know, look, and well, you believe that you say that when it, you're not in front of her, you've always in, said that in know? its heyday in its heyday. I truly think that was the best show on Bravo. I do in its heyday. Yeah. It's gone way off course, way off course the past two seasons, the season where we had all the new people, Brett and Charlie and all them. And then last season, I really hope 
I'm hoping and praying. I, I don't think it really has to do with Stassi and Jax or I just hope that it gets back on track. You know, she said, look, they're all having a hard time. I mean, Lala's going through this. I mean, no matter how strong you are, Katie and Tom are getting divorced. She's like, you're going to see a lot. And she's like, we're only like into the episode six with filming. And so nothing really, there's no real teasers, but it was a whole hanging out. And Ken was like, why are you only buying the rosé? You need to try the red. And I mean, I was like, do you like these things, Ken? Like, I mean, all yeah, you know. yeah. it was a whole, I, I was like, I have never, I've met Ken so many, I've never talked to Ken this much. I mean, I think he thought my friend was very pretty. We'll leave it at that. Oh, okay. Well, you know, LVP I mean, in the Hamptons, help. babe. LVP in the Hamptons. Oh my God. What a great day. You know what? Love her or hate her. Sorry. It's fucking elf. I said, look, it's like the mean girls club now on, 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 you know, on, on the show and you know, yes. this, yeah. so I don't know, maybe was that like a very, uh, was that, was that a very uneventful story, Sarah, about my LVP? No, Sarah? no, it's amazing. And I feel like I can see it coming. Like I could see her. I, I, I would imagine she, you are on her radar and she would do your show 100%. Yes. And she has to do it. I mean, she doesn't have to, but LV, you know, uh, Vanderpump Rules is coming back. They need promotion. She needs to be out there. I feel like it's in your future. I see it. Let's make that one happen. Now, there is a listener who keeps, I don't know. I am so sorry to this listener, but this listener keeps sending me, we have to investigate this more. I don't want to put this out to this world, but this listener keeps texting me that, there was a podcast. We don't mention this podcast name. You know, that's what they deserve. But there was a podcast where it came up and one of the housewives kind of let slip that it seemed like Gary, Jill's boyfriend, went on some dates with Dorinda before. I don't think there's any cheating or anything like that. Okay. It was more just like, look, New York is really small. And this person thinks that it was slipped that Gary, Jill's boyfriend, went on at least a date with Dorinda prior to getting with Jill. Well, is this that shocking for us? I mean, no. is this that, I feel like they all trade people, right? I mean, it was like, oh my God. I mean, Harry Dubin, right? They'd all done Harry Dubin, you know, before. Um, I feel like it's not that shocking. You know what I mean? And poor, you know, Luann with Tom and Tom had been all over New York City with every socialite woman, you know? I mean- does that, does this surprise you? Like, I, I think this is probably true. Don't you think? Yeah. It's not that shocking. I mean, yeah, it's not that shocking to me either. And I mean, also do we even care, but I love that this listener is onto something I'd like to listen. If anyone knows more information, there you go, Jill. I know you're going to call. This is what you do. I'm expecting a call from Jill Zara and she's going to be mad that I'm putting something bad on Gary's name, but I will never not do my job. Jill love you. Nothing personal. Um, you know who's having a lot of drama is Miss Marlo Hampton and her peach. Oh, Marlo. Marlo. Of course, the robbery. We already talked about that. She's getting a lot of like, look, I see it a little bit. People are like, she is throwing everything in the kitchen sink in there. You know, you're fighting with, you know, Kenya. That's not that shocking. You kick the nephews out, you know, because you're having a bad week. You know, now you're fighting with your best friend, Candy. I had Candy on. I had Marlo on. I don't know. Is Marlo doing too much or do we love it? I mean, I'd love mm. to hear from people. You know what I mean? Like she's got the peach and she ain't letting that peach go. And look, she's, 
So look, is, is she carrying the season and giving us something or is it fabricated and too much? I oh, God, that's a great question. Um, I don't think she's doing too much. I don't think she's doing too much because I think Marlo's always been messy. She's just always had people around her that were even messier. Um, but, you know, RHOA for me is like, eh, you know, I watch it sometimes. I don't, I, I skip an episode. I don't feel like I've missed anything. Um, you know, I, I think the franchise is fine. I don't think it's in trouble. I think, but I, I see what you're saying. It's like a little bit like Marlo doesn't have any real, like alliances. You know what I'm saying? At this point, she does seem to be going after everyone. Um, you know, what are your thoughts? I'm like indifferent. I I love Marlo. She's going to keep her peach for a while. I just, to me, it's like Marlo shines when there's also like other drama, like another dramatic cast around her. You know what I mean? I do. I mean, look, I've had, I've also had Sheree on this season. So I love Sheree. Sheree's bringing it. Sheree's bringing it. Listen, everyone you know, loves to jump all over me when I talk about negative ratings. There's so many low ratings. RHOA has pulled itself up. It it is now over a million. They're getting their oh. highest. Yeah, they're getting their highest views. It's like, you know, so it's not what Jersey was or what Beverly, but it's not what it was, but they're over a million and they have their highest views of the season. So something is turning around as we head into the finale. I don't think it's in trouble either. You know, I talk all the time about the fact that I think it's time for Dorit to go. I think she, I think she is going to go. Maybe Crystal and Diana. I really feel, and I got into this with Carlos King when he was on my show, the producer, you know, the original producer of RHOA with Nini. Wow. I feel, I feel, I don't know if this is going to happen, but I think maybe I feel you keep Sheree, you keep Candy. I know, guys, everyone's going to roll their eyes. You keep Candy, you keep Sheree, you keep Marlo, and you keep Kenya. I say, you know, we're doing so many different things. Like the OC is kind of going back to mostly OGs. I say we get rid of Drew and after this season two. And I say, Sanya, I'm glad you won the medals. It's time to get rid of Drew. And I would say bring back like Claudia Jordan and bring back, I want Kim Solciak back. Oh my God. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, Marlo would be, it would be so on and popping if Kim were back with Marlo, like they would be butting heads. They would be, I mean, to me, Marlo is like, understands the assignment. She's trying to bring the drama, but it's just not working with any of them. You know what I mean? Like Candy's, you know, and Kenya, I just, it's just not like clicking, but I was thinking the same thing. Kim Zolciak needs to return to RHOA and, and it'd be enormous. Cause like go down the list, like, okay, Kim Fields will never be back. I mean, she has no interest and Nene ain't coming back. I am the only person in the world who is like, I don't need more of Portia right now. I don't, I don't feel like we just watched Portia's family matters. I don't think there's that much. Look, Kim, don't be tardy is canceled. Kim went around and did a bunch of interviews when it was canceled saying we'll be back on TV soon. And like implying like, in the two, well, here, here we are. You're not. And that's no shade to her. You know, 
it's different to carry your own show than being an ensemble. Give Kim the money. And again, I will say it. I've said it before. I think Claudia Jordan is one of the most underrated housewives in the, if not the most in the history of housewives. She didn't get a fair chance the way she came in. And Claudia also is authentic. When she's not mad at you, she's not mad. When she's mad at you, it's real. It's authentic. She's not acting for the cameras. I would say bring back Claudia and bring back Kim Zolciak. That's just me. I'm open to other suggestions from the past. I don't Wait, really did say, see anyone. Do you want Phaedra back or no? I know we're, not, we're kind of over. Oh, I would love Phaedra. Yes. A hundred billion percent. That could be so, good. So, I mean, uh, you pretty much already said this, but uh, you know, I follow. We might uh, have to let Candy go then because Phaedra and Candy are not going to work together. Um, They did have a season high at season 14, episode 13 for RHOA with 1.26 million. Oh, 1.2. Okay. Well then that's, that's well, the... no, no, no. Like 1 million, 26,000. Right. Okay. So, so that's basically just a million. Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's still, they're off. They're, they're in the right direction. Yeah, but that's the season. I mean, that's the season high. That's like as high as it's gotten, you know, prior to that, we've talked about this. It was in the 700,000s. It was in the 800,000s. I mean, it's not great. I don't know why, it's you know, it used to get 1.9, but I would say, I mean, as long as Candy's there, Phaedra isn't coming back, but, but definitely Kim and definitely Claudia. And I guess you have to make a decision. Is it time for Candy to go? And do we bring Phaedra back instead? That would be, I mean, if you did and Phaedra was there, oh my God, what a show. I mean, can you imagine Phaedra, could you imagine Phaedra, Kim Zolciak? I mean, would we need Candy? And Candy, no. you know, Candy, they have the spinoff. They have the old lady gang. You know, they've got the Candy and the gang. You know, maybe Candy goes and does that for a while. Like Bethany did Bethany Ever After for a while. You know, Kim Zolciak did Don't Be Tardy. You know, maybe, maybe Candy goes and does that. I, I, I love, I mean, Candy is amazing for so many reasons, you know, but. Phaedra over Candy. Phaedra over Candy. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to let Candy go. So let's, let's bring back Claudia. Let's bring back Phaedra and let's bring back Kim. We'll let Candy go. We'll also save a hell of a lot of money by letting Candy go and let's call it a wrap and let's keep everyone else. We got Kenya in there. She's sloppy. Marlo now is going to have to really choose. Like you can't fight everyone. Who, who are your allegiances to? Don't get rid of Sheree. Sheree. I mean, Sheree is kind of the MVP of the season too. I mean, Sheree has real emotion things, you know, getting stood up by Tyrone. Like Sheree's given it. She has a real thing going on in her life. And she by Sheree. So I, that's, that's what I say. I, I agree with you. It's not a great season to me. If you let Drew and, 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 um, saw Sanya go, I wouldn't start with newbies. I think it's time to bring back some of the OGs. Yeah, I do too. I love that analysis. Yes. To all that. You know, yes. you know, who's not coming back. Who? The one, the only Monique Samuels. Monique is done. She is not coming back on girls trip. This was really good too, because the report is that Andy Cohen himself called her home in Potomac, which I have been to gorgeous. Now, does she have a ton of pets? Absolutely. You know, T'Challa used to be flying around until he sadly passed. She has this giant fish tank. I mean, I think there's a mini shark in there. It's enormous. Um, you know, it's a menagerie of pets. Supposedly, Andy Cohen called her at her Potomac, at Chateau Potomac of Monique Samuels. And she said, absolutely not. She would not be back. Too toxic. I believe all of this. I believe, look, Andy, I mean, despite the fact that Chris is like, we're over you, bitch boy. 
And Monique was like, if my husband's over you, bitch boy, I'm over you, bitch boy. I do think he did them dirty at the reunion. And, you know, listen. I mean, they put that, you know, they reportedly put them at a whole separate hotel. Did not even tell her. She, she did not know until Karen yeah. Huger called her. And that's crazy. That is kind of crazy. Now, and I also, know. I mean, you know, listen, if you're a, this man, and you film this and then this happens and you can't talk and then you have to wait for it to be edited you can't talk and then the whole season is airing and you can't talk you're finally able to say like um i'm the child's father like i actually need to speak now and now some man in a suit named andy cohen is like you can't speak i would have gone insane like this is my fucking child so now they're gonna they're gonna google this and see that this is out there which is not true I would, I don't blame them. You know, I love a housewife that walks away and is like, I don't care. Um, I believe Andy yeah, I called. I, I believe he called personally. I believe Monique would be great for Girls Trip. I believe they probably wanted her um, either for free or for the future. And for her to be like, she's like, I've never watched Girls Trip. And it's just, I don't care. It's Bravo is toxic. I do not want anything to do with this network. It's brilliant. Well, I always think everything Angie and Bravo does is strategic. So my guess is they probably knew she would say no, but I think this is beginning of extending the olive branch. And, you know, time heals a lot of wounds. So you give it another year or two. And I don't know where she's at with, um, you know, because she was picked up by um, Bravo, uh, own network. And Carlos King. And, you know, my guess is as long as that show, and it's not, what is that show called? Oh my God, Love and Marriage. Love and Huntsville? Marriage. Is it Huntsville? Lunch, Love and Marriage, Huntsville. They did a DC edition. You know, I think as long as that's having success, I don't think, I don't think we're going to see her back on Bravo, but, you know, you don't know. I don't know how well that show does. Um, I haven't, I don't follow it. Um, I should, because it's been featuring a lot of DC couples. And I do know Ashley and DJ Quicksilva, who's, on the show with them, you know, Monique and Chris, they're all very good friends. And I know they've been trying to get them on TV for a long time with them. So I don't think she's going anywhere back to Bravo for a while. I would agree. I think that they're very strategic. I think they knew that and they're just sort of laying the groundwork. I would agree with that. I believe Monique. I don't think Monique is trying for a salary. I think she's really over it. Um, I would like to know a few things. First off, what did our friend, because she's a friend to this show and we love her and she's coming back on the one, the only Candy Gal Dillard. What did your good friend, what did your good friend Candy Gal think when you went over and hung out with T'Challa and Monique and the Sharks? You know, Candy Gal has never said anything, never, ever said anything to me, never asked. And neither, you know, neither is Monique. Monique's been incredible to me. I owe a lot to Monique. Monique had me film three or four episodes with them because I was on a panelist on her live podcast show that she did at City Winery in D.C., I came over for the rehearsal we filmed. We had a lot of fun. Um, you know, I've done I've done like the backstage with her, the rehearsal. She Monique has been so, so good to me. And Candace has never, ever asked me or said anything um, about hanging out with her, having her on my show. Nothing, nothing. And and Monique has come on my show many times. She's she's fantastic. So I owe a lot to both those women and Ashley Darby, too. I mean, Ashley and Michael were the first people ever to appear on my podcast and do a live show with me. So I agree. Never asked I, mean, me. I love Monique. She's done my show and I love Candace. She's done my show. Period. That's it. I, 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 yeah. yeah, me too. Um, 
in anything else happen at Chateau Monique when you were hanging out there? Did you see, um, did you see T'Challa? Was this during T'Challa's reign? Yes. T'Challa, oh. No, T'Challa. Oh, yes. T'Challa was there. He would hang out on her shoulder. And I don't know, you know, she came on my show, you know, he did. Well, first of all, he flew away. Right. And like, then he was found by a neighbor or something in the tree or he was found like he'd flown back to her house and like she got him. Okay. So she was like, so in love with this bird. Then I don't know. He suffered some like scary. He basically died by some accident. I don't know what happened. I don't know if something ate him or he was run over. I have no idea because she, as far as I know, I don't think she has ever given detail as to what happened because she said it's so traumatic. And I mean, I love giving Monique a hard time. I mean, Monique grew up with a menagerie of animals. I mean, I think at one point when she was like a child, they had like a pet macaw monkey or something. So she loves animals. She said she'd love to have like this zoo. Um, well, you know so- what? I give her a hard time about it because I'm like, oh my God, that would be my nightmare. Like I would never want a fucking monkey in my house. Like, oh, I would never want any of it. I do like a fish tank and I like sharks and I like jellyfish. I I like a fish tank. At one point I almost got a fish tank in the wall at one of my apartments, like a real. And then I was like, I'm selling the apartment. Everyone, we're not doing any fish tank. 180. We're not staying here for the rest of our lives. Sale, no fish tank, call it. But I love a fish tank. Um, Okay, so she's not coming back for a girl's trip. No, um, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you one more tidbit. It, I'll say this from filming with them and being at their home multiple times. They were not, they for a long time have not been happy with Bravo. They did not, and and let me just say they would make it pretty clear to everybody there, including the producers, that they hated it. So I, I think they're very happy to move on. I mean, listen, um, it's like the definition of insanity. It doesn't get better. There's no point complaining to Andy. There's no point complaining to the highest up, the producers. They will just, it's, you will, it's not you. You are a cog in the wheel. I am sorry if I sound negative. That is how it is. You are there for have your life exploited for all of our enjoyment. You will make really good money year four and on. And when they're done, they will kick you out and they will call you back like this phone call from Andy when they are ready for you to use you again and kick you back out. As long as you know that, go run. And apparently lots of people love it. It's when you think you're getting into a nice wholesome situation and you are so interesting and we can't wait to learn about your life. No, honey, the joke's on you. And there we go. Um, totally. I mean, I've talked about it till I was blue in the face with Kim. Anything you want to say you and I haven't covered the big wedding. No, I, you know, I watched and listened to some of your recaps. Um, but I, no, I really, I, you know, I find the all the cheating rumors the most interesting thing. I, I find what's really going on with Melissa and Joe and Louie and Trey probably the most fascinating. We're going to see it all on the next season of RHO um, and Jay. I don't. I wasn't particularly that into their wedding. I wasn't. The hair, like I love. She looked great. She seems genuinely madly in love with Louie. I hope they last thirty five years. Um, I just. I hope. I hope I can't stand the tiara on any grown woman, not just Teresa. It just, it's so fucking tacky. You're not a princess. The only two people in this world right now that should be wearing a tiara are Meghan Markle and Kate Middleton. 
Honey, the rest, this, okay. this was bigger than this was bigger. I mean, all weekend, Kim and I, because you know, for our show, we were texting all weekend. Every time an outfit was presented, every time, I mean, it was literally. I'm like, this is literally taking over my weekend. This is, this is like crazy. This is. What did you think? What did you I think? Mean, did you like the tiara? Did you like the hair? First of all, go and watch my videos on YouTube. Um, the little clips of me and Kim. Um doing our recap wedding special, I went onto Amazon and for $9.99, a tiara arrived at David Yontes Hampton's house. And I put the tiara on my head and I screamed at Kim D. Screamed that she better go fucking, you better go get your fucking tiara. Oh, I think I, what do you mean you think you have one? Get off your ass, Kim. Move your seven dogs out of the way and either (laughs) order a fucking tiara or go find them. I'm like, we're doing, you need a tiara for the wedding special, bitch. And she... Got her tiara. Um, I didn't particularly <laughs> like the tiara. I didn't particularly like the hair. Um, this is coming out after my Kim D stuff. Uh, to me, the best dress housewife was Kenya Moore. To me, the worst dress housewife was Chanel Ion from Dubai. Oh, the black suit was just so, oh, I don't know if like her luggage was lost or what happened, but I'm just like, you're at a celebratory, fabulous day. It's a thousand fucking degrees. What? Oh, that was so bad. I'm like, this is the girl that serves us looks on Dubai all season, whether you love them or hate them, you know, but like, I don't know. It's like, that's what you wore. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like you've been I'm to wedding. So it's you. weird. And then K- Kenya was my best dressed. And then second best housewife dressed. I'm trying to think who did I like after Kenya? Oh, you know who I thought looked actually good. And it kind of ties into Miami. I thought it was cute. was Alexia. She had the alligator. Yeah, she looked great. I thought Margaret Joseph's looked really good. Um, our girl Ashley Darby was there. I think Ashley I didn't was- like Ashley's. No, I, I no, I wasn't like overly wowed. Um, Do you yeah. know what the problem is? Ashley needs to mix it up. She's one of those who like it's the same look every reunion, every wedding. Take a risk, girl. Take a risk. I actually thought Jill Zarin looked good like her sun-kissed look. And believe it or not, I didn't, I thought Dorinda's actually, I liked it. I liked it. Oh, you did. Dorinda. Dorinda looked good. Dorinda looked like she'd lost weight. She did, right? Yeah, she looked very fit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I, I was very, I'm, I'm very happy for Teresa. I want it all to work out for Trey. I do. I mean, as far as Melissa, I know the guy that is rumored to be, you know, I, I know of him. I've been in his presence before. I know exactly who it is that the rumors are there. Hot. <sighs> Beyond. I went into a whole thing with oh, Kim. Okay. I mean, listen, and I'm not even trying to be vague. Anyone that wants to listen to this can go find my, Kim and I did an entire episode on, did Melissa kiss this guy? Uh, literally, it's one hour on that. We deep dive. I really do have strong feelings about whether it happened or not. And I'm convinced that I'm right. But look, I don't want to ruin a life. So okay, well, uh, oh, episode. Okay, well, I'm going to listen to that hot take. And let me tell you, that's a hot take. Um, I look, can't believe what you're saying. I can't. And I mean, I know we have to go, but like, I need to tune into these because you are such a Bravo insider. And if you're leaning in that direction, see, I was going to say there's no way, no way 
but that would be, you know what it is. If I didn't know every person involved in like where they are at nights and how they all hang out and fit together. And uh, listen, the rumor is said to be started by Margaret's ex-friend. Like I said this before. When it's so, I don't know, I guess if you want to make up a lie, think and you can make it up. I mean, people are diabolical. I just think when something is so specific, I don't know. So, so such, it's such a specific. I'm tuning in. I'm like, tuning in. I don't know. Like if you're going to now try to like come up with something about someone, Sarah, I mean, like <laughs> what are you, are you, are you going to write 17 lies on a piece of paper and run them by me and your husband and say, which of these is the most juicy. And I, I guess I, it's possible P- people do that, but it's just so specific. Here's my take. And then we'll, you know, obviously people need to listen to you and Kim, but my take is, you know, do I think that they're all close and maybe they were at a nightclub and you know, they're, they've had drink, they're drunk, they're high, you know, is she like a little too maybe close or snuggly to him? And then it like, that's where it went. But I, I just, hmm, I don't know. I, I, Again, I, don't I hope all, I hope, I hope it's not true. And I oh. hope Teresa's married forever. I really don't want, I have a problem with the daily mail article. I mean, that Melissa's like publicist, who's also best friends with this guy puts out. And it says like, this one is not true. It's, it's a planted article. I could call the daily mail and have them run something right now. And also I have a problem where it's like, you know, we were shocked that someone would want to ruin someone's life like this. And no, we're all talking about it because it's out there and it's like, no one wants to ruin anyone's life, but like at the same time, if it happened, I mean, it's, that to me is like gaslighting. It's a form of gaslighting. Like you could say, look at all these disgusting bloggers and, and podcasters and all these people that are talking about it. Well, if it didn't happen, we wouldn't need to talk about it. That's my thing. So it's like, it's a little bit of gaslighting. Like it doesn't, you know, does that make sense? Do you see where I'm going with that? Um, let me just say before we go in the past two weeks, Icon Olivino and John has passed away. Ah, uh, Issy Miyake has passed away. Pete Davidson is in therapy because Kanye is posting that Skeet Davidson is dead at 28. If we didn't cover Bravo and everyone wanted a deep dive on everything else we talk about. Although let me tell you, when you and I talk Wendy Williams, that gets a lot of, that gets a oh, lot well. of, that like the numbers go up when we talk Wendy. I don't know if anyone wants to hear any of this, but there's a lot of stuff going on outside of Bravo. Pete Davidson is in therapy over this. Well, maybe we should do a whole pop culture show like what you've missed because there's been a lot of Wendy things coming out. You know, there's a lot of Wendy stuff. Lots, you know, with her ex-husband basically saying that the producers, the staff around Wendy knew she was an addict for a long time, completely enabled it, wouldn't get her help because they didn't want to lose the gravy train. You know, then there was that video of Wendy where she's supposedly talking about her boyfriend, the cop, that they're married. People say that's like not true. And, you know, I think the saddest part, because you and I covered it pretty extensively, that Wendy is going to have a podcast. I don't think there's going to be a podcast. And if there is a podcast, I it's not going to be good. I, I I guess I wanted to believe that things were better for Wendy. But, you know, when you think about it, we're going on over a year. Wendy has been off the airwaves. We've moved on. Sherry um, Shepard is getting that talk show. I mean, when you think about it, we're going on two years of no Wendy. That's. Wow. That long. Yeah. It's hard to believe, but it's. Yeah. So. And that's the thing, like, you know, it's like, it's like I asked you, like, 
are we becoming internet trolls? Like, I mean, look, this is, this is the job and this is, you know, we're covering it. And I don't really, I, I really don't get off on people having bad things that happen in their life. It, it amuses me that, I mean, just there's, I, I just, it, I don't even know if amuses is the right word. It shocks me that people have just such ups and downs in their life. This is why you're on reality TV. Like this isn't how most people live. Like, oh, and speaking of which, and then we can go, I mean, someone asked me if like how I feel about this, like, let me tell you something. There's no podcast out there that's starting, that exists, that could exist, that threatens me at all in any way, shape or form. And that's power to the people. Everyone should take that advice because no one's you, Sarah, and no one's, you know, Jennifer from Iowa, who's listening and Josh from Kansas, who's listening you. So no one is doing what I do. No one comes up with the questions I do. No one's in mind. I am not threatened by any podcast out there. So the one person who DM me, who asked me if I was nervous that I can't even say this with a straight face, that Teresa G-U-D-J and her ingredients is, is starting a podcast. You're all set. Listen. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Dina Lohan started a podcast with that Chanel Omari from Princesses of Long Island. And that lasted for like, I don't know. I don't know how long. I gave it like three weeks. I think it lasted longer than that. You'd have to Google the exact amount of time. You know, it's like, it's great to start a podcast, but let's see where we go with this, right? Yeah, it's it's so much more. Look, you're the king of it. There's so many more elements. And, um, you know, I think that, that a lot of these housewife women are seeing the success of Tamara and Teddy. And, you know, I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons that worked, you know, or is working for now. Um, But it's very, very hard to do. So, and, you know, for as many, for that one that's really succeeding in Bethany's, you know, Bethany came on, she's doing well. There's a lot of them that have had them and they come and go and they don't go anywhere. So, um, you know, it's, look, you and I know, podcast is hot right now. It's hot, 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 but to actually do it and make it successful. I mean, you work 24 seven. So you work 24 seven. And I mean, as sloppy as, you know, that other one is that you mentioned, it's different when you talk about housewives versus like Teresa is going to be talking about love and, and life and advice you know what, girl, if you were going to roll up your sleeves and watch season one, like the Hill shit's working, you know, Kristen Cavalieri and and it's like Annette Audrina and Brody, one of them is doing Laguna. It's different. Like when you're Tori and Jenny from 90210 and you are literally like, nobody cares about me. I'm Jenny Garth from 90210. I'm going to watch the shows and recap and say, oh my God, I don't remember that horrible outfit. People want that. You know, that's why those other two idiots that you mentioned, that's why it works. Well, one idiot and one, I don't know. Teresa talking about stuff other than New Jersey and talking about love and life and light. Uh, Good luck. I don't know who's going to listen to that. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but she, her sentences don't always make sense. sense? We'll see. Where can everyone find us there? And listen, where can everyone can find me is, at City Winery on September 13th. Buy your tickets, $25, $40 upgrade for the meet and greet. And you'll meet Kim D. Push me out of the picture. I don't fucking care. Tell me to shut up and come just for Kim. That's where you can find me. Go on. I love you. 
at the Sarah Frazier show. Um, you can find me on TikTok. Follow me there. I do TikTok updates daily. Brand new Sarah Frazier show Monday through Friday, Apple, Spotify, everywhere pods are played. Oh my God. I love you. Next week, we'll talk about so many things. Take care and see Bye, you later. Gorgeous. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.